0: I'm worthy of a great life. Like, whoa, this, this low self-worth and low self-confidence and all of that didn't even, wasn't, it's not for me. It, it was instilled in me.
1: Welcome to Winning the Divine Lottery podcast. This is an opportunity for you to discover your birthright, your inherent worthiness. You are more than enough to live the life your heart desires. You are truly worthy of it all. I am your host, Amy Dons. Let's do the world a favor and step into ourselves fully so we can give others permission to do the same. This episode is sponsored by locally owned and operated Anytime Fitness Regina, your small, friendly, community-filled gym that has a little something for everyone. At Anytime Fitness, you can work out anytime. Get 24/7 access to every location with your membership anywhere in the world. We have multiple memberships including deals for students, healthcare workers, and emergency responders. Stay active this fall and give Anytime a try. Contact Lindsay for your free trial and personalized trainer session at 306-205-7220. Again, that's 306-205-7220. On this episode, I get to chat with Diane Dupuis about what it's like to realize you're living a life that you truly don't wanna be living and how to claim a better life for yourself, the ups and downs of continuous expansion and growth and how to move through the imposter syndrome. This episode will give you simple practical tools you can start using right now to help you choose a better life for yourself and how to stay consistent through uncertainty. Well, I'm so excited to introduce you to Diane, but before I do that, I have to tell you that my favorite thing about Diane is her infectious energy. She is always smiling, she's a true leader, and so humbly authentic. Diane Dupuis is a mom of two, son 13, and daughter 11. She's passionate about helping people believe in themselves and create their best life. Diane loves fitness, personal growth, finding the beauty in the day, having fun, and learning about people. Diane is an entrepreneur. She works in the financial industry as a recruiter and business coach. She helps people change their mindset, crush limiting beliefs, and create new empowering ones to build their best life in all aspects. Diane is a master practitioner of NLP, timeline therapy, and a transformation specialist. Hi, Diane. It's so nice to have you here on my podcast. Yeah, before I even dive in, I want to say the one thing that is so contagious with you every time around you, every time I'm around you, or I see one of your posts is that right there your big ass smile. (laughs) It's so contagious, and you just exude this energy of happiness and confidence. And I just want to say, I'm so excited for what's going to come out in this conversation and what our listeners are going to receive here today. I just know in my heart that it's going to be really juicy and really good. So thanks so much for being here.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I love the word juicy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's such a descriptive word, right?
0: It is. It makes me just want to get right into it. (laughs) Okay.
1: So... I don't know a lot about you. I know everybody has a story and a past and something led you to this place in your life where you've been able to create this best version of yourself and start to step into her fully. That's really how I see you. And I would like to know a little bit about that. Like what what was that moment, that pivot moment where you knew that something had to change in your life and there was something more for you And you had greatness inside of you and you wanted to bring that out
0: (laughs) there's a few um the the very very first one that i that comes to mind right away was when uh my partner and i at the time owned a small town hotel and bar And we were living the lifestyle of bar owners, basically, and, you know, not sleeping for days and partying and um, our lives were a mess. I was miserable, depressed. I wasn't living congruent to my values. So I was really not okay. And then one day we had a really big fight and he got mad and he left. But on his way out, he took pictures of our living suite where we were living And then he sent them to me and he said, look what you have us living in. And I couldn't maybe see it on the inside, but on when I seen these pictures, we were living in a wreck, like something you would see in a, like a disastrous movie of somebody's life who had fallen apart. And I seeing it from the outside, I was horrified. I was like, this isn't me. This isn't what I want in life. And so that one was a huge pivotal moment. But then I came to the point where I was like, well, now, but okay, but I'm in this rut. How do I get out? And I remember just sitting on the couch, just like, you know, Oh, I'm not really religious, but you know, putting it out there. And and, like, how do I get out of this? And uh, I was led to Tony Robbins. And so then in 2019 went to a, a UPW with Tony Robbins. And then that was the moment where I was like, I'm worthy of a great life like whoa this this low self-worth and low self-confidence and all of that didn't even wasn't it's not for me It, it was instilled in me through you know life experiences but I actually deserve a better life I'm worthy of it and I'm capable of more so that was a huge one but I still again I just got that like okay you're worthy Now what? Like, how do you just go change your whole life when you just like, you know, you just for the first time in your whole life realized you deserve a better life. And then it was like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And it was just like banging my head on the wall for years. And uh, it was, it was, I scared the crap out of myself one time. I, quite honestly, I got super drunk by myself. I was blacked out and i woke up with a person in my home that i didn't know and where i didn't know where he came from wow <laughs> and it terrified me and then from there i quit drinking and i started reading and then i and i i learned you know learning is what brings you to life right so then I just got so thirsty for knowledge and I was like what are all the things that I thought I couldn't do and I always thought it'd be neat to be a personal trainer but didn't think I was worthy or smart enough to take the course like it seems so crazy now but I literally didn't think and so then I took the personal training course and then I was just like no what what's next so we did nutrition then we did and then I started to realize there's so much more inside our brains what's next what's next what's next and I had this like mental breakdown this one one day i was running a 10 kilometer and i hit 8k and i just completely came up apart i was like i don't know what i need i need something more i need to grow i have these blocks i need to deal with i need uh, blah, 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 blah. and of course the universe led me then my coach uh, Joel alvarez and then that's when i got certified and just did my training for nlp and timeline therapy and that was boom the game changer right there that changed my life
1: wow it's a
0: long-winded answer
1: (laughs) no there's so much in that answer and i want to start with the one phrase that you said i am worthy of a better life like just the recognition of that moment even though you didn't know like well what's next something inside of you knew that you were so much more worthy of a better life than the one you were currently living in and I'm wondering who's listening who's felt that like at their core because I'm assuming it wasn't just like a fleeting thought like it was still it was something in you that you could feel and sense viscerally
0: it was it was it was painful yeah Where, where did that come from why did I live my whole life thinking that i didn't you know deserve to to have a nice life to to you know educate myself how i wanted to i i went to cooking school because i literally thought i wasn't smart enough or good enough to follow the dreams i wanted to go to kinesiology my identity was so low that that's not for you diane you're you're a labor worker
1: and this is so common though this is why i'm doing this podcast because it's a truth for me that we're inherently worthy. And I do believe when we're born, we know that on a deep level, but it's the world and it's our environment and the people that raise us, not that it's their fault, but we all somehow, at some point in our life or different points in our life, we get convinced that we're not good enough and that wow. we're not worthy. And The older we get, it almost seems like the more challenging it becomes then if we haven't gotten to that place where you had that eye opening moment where you saw, you know, those images right in front of you, it's almost like you were inside the bottle and you couldn't see the label, but then all of a sudden you were shown this label of your life. And that's why this is so important. That's why this conversation is so important because there's still so many people I know who are probably listening to this that don't feel worthy and that don't understand why they don't feel worthy. And I just want to say for a second that it's okay because you and I both have felt that in our lives. Do you think that as you move from like more expansion from next level to next level to me that's we're just always expanding right so you Mm. went from that moment to Tony Robbins to NLP and it's just the next level of expansion do you think even in those next levels of expansions that you come up against that unworthiness bit is that still inside of you
0: yeah I just had a talk with myself this morning while I was on my walk and I was kind of laughing about it because, you know, I I help people and I always want to add value to the world. But then that little voice sometimes in your head is like, who are you? Like what, what gives you the, you know, expertise or rights to, to go educate people. And then it's, then I'm like, like beat it, beat it. My life experiences and I am very knowledgeable and I can help people. And I, and I realize that you can help people while you're still growing. As well, uh, I had a conversation with somebody recently, I was, I was upset about a situation. And he said to me, like, I'm really surprised that you're so upset, because I thought you were so strong. Ooh, Ooh. right, right. I've been sitting with this one a lot lately, because, you know, in that moment, I was super offended. And I it was almost like, I got to put that guard up and be that person and that that presence people think that I am. And then I'm like, no, wait a minute. I'm strong because I've had to been, had to be. And in this situation, I don't feel like, you know, I should be in a safe place where I don't have to be strong. I can be myself and have a conversation. Um, but um, yeah. It, and then I was like, okay, well, we got, we got to, we got to work on this. <laughs> I'm triggered. Let's, let's dig in and see what we're going to take from this and learn from here. Right. That resonates
1: with me so much because it doesn't, for me anyways, it doesn't matter the work that we're doing in our lives. We are still human. We're still having that human experience. And with the human experience, there's still insecurities. There's still doubt. There's still the voices in our head that try to tell us we're an imposter. And I had somebody similar say to me too, but Amy, you come across so confident I'm like, yeah, and I also have this little girl inside of me that is still scared and insecure and feels worthless some days. And if I can't allow her to be seen and to be present and to be loved, then how is that really true confidence? Do you know what I mean? To me, it's about accepting the whole of us, like all parts, like there's no bad parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah absolutely absolutely that's exactly right and then you give people the courage to be themselves too you know like it's okay you can still do great things in life and be a light and and help others and give and do all of those things while you're healing
1: yeah it's in our Mm -hmm. healing that we become beacons of light for other people and if (laughs) If we're not growing well, then we're not living like our life is over. So for anybody to expect us to be one way, a hundred percent of the time, Mm -hmm. it's in our imperfections that make us so incredibly valuable and unique and authentic and have stories to share. Right. I do believe that we go through things that stretch us and make us uncomfortable and expand us so that we can then have not only compassion for somebody else who might be experiencing something similar later on down the line, but to also yep. be able to help them. Like, here's what yeah. I learned from my situation. Take it or leave it if it resonates with you.
0: Absolutely. We're the most qualified to help the person we used to be. And I and I didn't understand the, the hard things that I was going through for a long time. I remember sitting inside my car, crying like every day in front of the gym, crying, crying, crying. crying. When will this, you know, I'm tired of the hard, like, Mm -hmm. give me a break, please, God, help me, right? And I would call my aunt and she would listen to me cry every day. When is this hard going to stop? And then now I look back and I I see the people who are coming to my life that need me going through those same situations. And thank goodness I did, or I wouldn't be able to be there to help them. Yeah. I just be the person I needed. Yes, yeah.
1: amazing. That's that to me is like the most rich, rewarding, fulfilling life. When I think about winning the divine lottery, that's what I think of. And can we talk about hard for a second because I think this is something a lot of people struggle with that it doesn't matter what stage age you are in this game of life that we can all go through these moments where it feels really hard and it doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> we don't know like when it's going to end. And it's, it's so hard to stay in that vibration of abundance. And this too shall pass when we've been in the season of hard. And you know, Diane, that I've been in a season of hard in my life. And so hearing you say that to know that you could have your aunt, you know, on the end of the phone, what would you say to somebody? Because I'm a person, I don't have really a lot of that in my life. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to somebody who is going through a hard season like this, and you've been through a hard season? What would you say to somebody right now, would be the best thing that they could do for themselves, give to themselves, care for themselves, if they didn't have, you know, an aunt to call on the other end of the phone?
0: Mm -hmm. Well. I mean, there's gotta be somebody you could reach out to. Like, you know, somebody you see for like, she was a stretch for me. Um, I didn't know she would be there. Um, I just was kind of like, who, who's there? Like, I would put it out there and ask, like, who, who could be here for me and, like, listen for the answer? Because somebody, somebody wants to help you and understand, like, if you're reaching out to help, you know, maybe it's a long shot. you're not sure this person will help you, but you, we need to understand that, that people get so much out of helping other people. Like, you probably do have a friend there that is wishing you would reach out to them so that they can have that for themselves, that they can help you. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: you, we need we need to be able to help people for, for our own self too, right? So I, I would hate, I, I, and I don't know, I'm sure people feel very alone, I, like I have before, but I do feel like there's always somebody you could reach out to if you feel alone right now, and that person maybe is me, reach out. You know, Um, but if you 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 know you really do feel like alone, you're not sure who you could reach out to, I would number one understand that, that hard times pass. It's not going to be hard forever, um, and uh, yeah, like lots of self care. I mean, I believe exercise. I would literally put on a hat. And I'd go to the gym and work out every day and cry. And whether that was a real workout or I sat on a machine and cried, whatever. I was there and I moved my body. But, like, move your body. Fill it with great nutrition. um, You know, and rest. Rest sleep if you need to sleep sleep but understand it's it's going it's growing you and uh like I said this to somebody recently and it took me a long time to get to this point so I'm not just gonna like say this lightly to anybody who's listening right now but um when it's really hard I get really excited I'm like this is awesome because you know what I'm leveling up I wouldn't be going through this Mm. if I didn't need to grow to get to whatever next level is coming. Like this sucks so bad, but I can compare it to the other hard times and how good life has gotten because of those hard times and get excited about it. And so much of our suffering is just how we're framing the things that are happening. Like, wait a minute, you know, is this actually serving me? How, How is this serving me? What am I learning from this? Or is it really, really like it's your choice whether you're going to let it take you down? You can reframe it, and so often our suffering is caused by the attachment we have. You know, the expectation of how something should go, yes. and then it doesn't go that way. We're we're devastated. Yes. It didn't go that way because it's serving you for some reason. Let go of the expectation. And I don't say this lightly because, you know, Amy, I've got a lot of things that are very, very hurtful and and sore and you'd never wish upon anybody, Mm. but you can fight it or you can accept it. Yeah. That piece of acceptance is
1: so, so important. Um, That reminds me of when we hold on to something from our past and we think it shouldn't have happened, well, it did happen, which means that actually it was supposed to happen, whether it was terrible, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. And I know that's sometimes a really tough one for people to swallow, but I truly believe that, like, we can't go back. So if it happened, it happened for a reason. And I love the way that you talk about reframing and getting excited in the mess of things. I remember I was going through some things with my body once and I was feeling very, well, disgusting and ugly in my body, like from the inside out. And I used to cry almost every day about this. And I remember walking out of the shower one day And into my bedroom and I had this big full-length mirror and in my head I wanted to scream in the mirror Amy you're so damn ugly but what came out of my mouth was you're so damn beautiful same level intensity and I actually shocked myself because I feel like something else took over like there was some whatever you want to call it divine intervention god power my highest self, something in me took over and was not going to allow me to say that to myself. And I love this idea. And it's not always the first step. It's for people who are really going through hard things. It's not always the first step. But when you can still say what you said, this sucks, but it must be serving an awesome purpose. And maybe I don't know what it is right now, but I know sometime at some way, I'm going to be able to find that out. Do you know what I mean? That opens up possibility. Mm. And so I just, I really, really love that. I really love that. And I also loved how you phrased, there must be somebody that you can reach out to and to actually just simply sit quietly and ask, ask the universe, like, who can I reach out to right now? and listen for that quiet response. Or maybe, you know, later in the day, somebody all of a sudden texts you, or you see somebody on Facebook, and you're like, yeah, that's the person, I'm just going to be vulnerable and put myself out there. I really, truly love that. Because I feel like with the rise of mental health issues, um, there are a lot of people who feel truly, truly alone. And in their aloneness, they don't feel that sense of worthiness to even reach out to somebody. So to simply ask yourself that question could be so powerful.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, maybe, maybe that specific person can't help you, but they could lead you to someone who who does. And like you said, when you sit with it, yeah, and somebody just shows up or texts, like the universe has your back.
1: Yeah. It's gonna show
0: you somebody that's going to help you, whether it's, you know, direct or indirectly,
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: there's support out there.
1: And self-care any, any kind of movement, you know, doing one small change in your, in your lifestyle and your health, drinking more water, getting more nutrition, all of those things with consistency build up. Um, And I love that you talked about crying at the gym. I have a question about the gym. mm
0: -hmm, I
1: see your beautiful posts all the time on Instagram. You're always smiling, showing off your guns. Yeah. I love that but you're always alone are there where what gym do you go to oh you don't want to answer <laughs> that but are there other people in the gym with you or are you just there at a time when there's nobody else working out
0: that's funny there's not a whole lot of people there at the time that i go but i've got <clears throat> there's like the crew that's there I, I do my good mornings and say hello to everybody and they all see me taking my pictures i'm sure <laughs> but you know i remember a day really clearly when i was at um, Planet fitness and um like had a lot to go. I was 260 pounds or something like that. And I was just like looking in the mirror and I felt hopeless and I was sad and depressed. And 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 when you're talking about self-self-care in my mind came the self-talk because I was going there punishing myself for the weight that I gained every day and I was miserable and I wasn't enjoying the gym. And then one day I looked in my in there and I just gave myself some love and people who l- love me, call me die. So I was like, well, if they call me die, I'm going to love me. I'm going to call me die. So I started calling myself die. I'm die. You got this and they give you a hug and, and you don't have to do this, but you deserve it. You deserve to feel good. You deserve this workout and um, who cares what happens from it? Don't even worry about that stop like okay it doesn't matter what size or what weight you're going to be just come here for the benefits of you know you're moving your body and feeling really good after and, and doing that for yourself and then the next thing you know like you know it was years went by for sure but eventually I fell in love with going and it felt good going and and then of course the results followed that is so huge because I have
1: so many times at different points in my life tried to change from a place of self loathing, self hatred, and it doesn't work. It acts like a form of punishment. So I want to dive into that just for a second, because I know there are people out there way too many people probably doing the same thing. And when we can choose to do it from a place of love and change that inner narrative Even if it feels awkward, uncomfortable, that is so important. And I'm at a time in my life where I'm rebuilding again. Like I've put on weight since COVID so in the past, but really it's been the last three years, right? And I'm so proud of myself because I am not going back to the gym for that reason. I'm going back to the gym because I'm inspired and my son goes and we get to talk about it. And that's how we're relating right now. It's a lot of fun for me. So, what? What would be? Because I I just love your energy and I love your approach. What would be the thing that you would say then to all those girls that you felt were very similar to you in that moment? You weighed how much did you
0: say? Ah, uh, 260, somewhere around there. I think I topped out at. And not that that matters. The weight. No. But it's but how you felt petty. about the weight
1: and looking at yourself in the mirror. So yeah. there could be so many different people going to the gym and at all different weights. But if they are seeing themselves through that lens of, what, what could you say to them right now? Because I know you're so motivating.
0: Wow. Number one, I would say you're just beautiful and, and absolutely perfect. and And just shout, like, just so much so much love and so much compassion um oh, you know just keep going just keep going you deserve it you're worthy show up for yourself and just keep going that's it i i don't know it sounds so simple but
1: it is simple though
0: yeah you know it really is and the
1: more you yeah, say it. it. The more you start to believe it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And to become yeah. that version of us that is that we can catch ourselves and speak more abundantly and life-giving into ourselves mm-hmm. than you know the lack mm-hmm. and limitation and pointing out all our flaws and our faults and our imperfections. I think that's so important. I always thought it would be really cool. Actually, when I go to the gym, there's some quotes on the wall and one of them is that says you're so worthy. And I'm like, yeah, like we need more gyms with these inspirational quotes all around because people do look at that stuff, especially when they're in the gym, right? Yeah. They could take that yeah. in. I always thought it would be neat too, to have mirrors, be able to talk back somehow. Oh, I
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something else that just came into mind that I learned along the way was that everybody has those feelings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we walk around feeling alone, like we're the only one who feels unworthy and undeserving for whatever reason, however we're programmed, but everybody has felt that in their life. That was a changer for me. Cause I remember seeing somebody who I just thought, wow this woman has it together. She's a beautiful home, a career. She's looks like she stepped out of a magazine. She's absolutely perfect. And uh, I went in and I sat down at her kitchen table. I just happened to be there. The kids are friends or something like that. And I felt way out of place. I'm not at her level. I don't belong here. And uh, we had a conversation and, and it turned out we were in the same place in life, kind of just going through a breakup and had the same sort of treatment from these men. And, um, this very similar life things. And I'm like, well, if that stuff can happen to her and she's not any different than me. Yeah, That was yeah. really powerful, really, really powerful. You just yeah. can't see it in everybody. You don't yeah. see it in everyone, but they're all fighting their own battle.
1: Yeah. I, I know this to be true as well. And I, I feel like, everybody that's listening right now is just taking this pause you know of let's remind ourselves that we all feel this way one of the things i've said so often is put 20 people in a room from all walks of life all different careers and have them go through this personal develop transformational exercise where they have to take like everything off all the masks And just be super vulnerable, you will find very quickly, like within five minutes, that every single person has something within them that they don't want to show to the world that they want to hide, that they feel ashamed about or guilty about it. Everybody has at least one thing, if not. And that's taught me so much compassion, so much compassion.
0: Yeah. 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 I had to learn compassion the hard way. I had a huge chip on my shoulder, a big ego. I thought I couldn't fail, and I I did. You know, I judged people, and then I got hatted. All of the the hard lessons and pain, and and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I Had to be humbled before I I could learn that we're we're all one, right? Like we're we're all we're all one. We're just on our journey figuring this out. Yeah.
1: We really are all walking each other home and we're figuring it out Mm. as we go. And not one person is better than the other person. We've just all had different life experiences.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm visualizing this room of the 20 people and Mm. like huge, I mean, wow moment for so many people just understanding you know everybody's got something
1: yeah I've been in rooms and this yeah I'm I am gonna say it I'm gonna talk about this um I've done a course called free fall four times now five times and it's actually a course where you end up being completely naked and it's a personal development course Wow, it's wild um that for me Was one of the most life changing things I ever got to participate in because it was not anything sexual. It really truly was about how when we're born, we're so pure and we're so innocent and we're so authentic and we're so connected spiritually and fundamentally to the universe. We come in unlimited beings. Mm -hmm. And then again, between zero and eight years old, depending on where you read, you know, our, we're our subconscious mind, it Mm are like sponges and we just soak everything in. And at one point in our life, we're told to put clothes on. And then another point in life, we're told, oh, you can't wear that because your belly's too chubby or your legs are too fat, this and that, like everybody goes through something like that. And the energy that we carry in our body and our nervous system, when you go through this process that is mind blowing and eventually everybody in the room is naked and you're doing deep healing work, there's, there's like no separation. Mm. It's like everybody is really honestly, just fundamentally at their core trying to figure this thing we call life out and it's been one of the most moving experiences for me especially coming with a history of sexual trauma it was the one of the most liberating experiences and even what led me into doing true colors which is my healing process with body painting energy medicine and photography and if you would have told me you know when i was 18 or 19 let's go after a little bit later, that I would be doing the work that I do in my life around that mm-hmm. after having sexual trauma, that I would actually be like having people literally naked, not just physically, but their soul exposed. like there's nowhere to run or hide anymore. Like here I am. Here I am. this is all of me, right? And to be able to be a witness for that, it's just such an incredible profound of love that has been shown to me in so many unique ways that I I never thought possible.
0: Wow, I have goosebumps. <clears throat> That's incredible. I think you're gonna need to share that with me. I need to explore that some more. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's a profound process. It's not for everybody, but um, mm-hmm. again, we're all on these unique paths and journeys. Yeah. To really, the road home to understanding our inherent worthiness, do you truly on a scale of I know I'm doing scales. I can't believe I'm doing scales, but on a scale of one to a hundred, like if you okay. sit here in this moment with your hand on your heart, yeah, out of a hundred, yeah, like answer so honestly right now
0: yeah.
1: how seventy six percent.
0: As soon as you started, the number came. So I'm giving you the one exact one that came. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So do you know what I love about that is probably, and it's not something we're supposed to achieve. I don't believe that. I don't think worthiness is something we're supposed to achieve. It's something that's inherent in us. It's because we exist and we're here. Like we're a miracle in and yeah. of itself but to know that we never truly are a hundred percent feeling that all the time yeah that takes a lot of pressure off
0: absolutely absolutely i listen to ed my lad a lot and he talks a lot about like imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. how lots of times he still feels like the most messed up guy <laughs> in the the place yeah and and he's out there trying to change the world and you know interviewing the top leaders of the world and uh you know he feels like one of the most disastrous humans that that gave me a lot of what you would call it but that helped me a lot yeah um hope and and like um Hmm, I can't think of the word like power and drive, I guess, to like, to keep pushing forward mm. and know that, you know, even if I don't feel 100% worthy every single day, I can still go inspire someone else to understand yeah. that they're worthy.
1: A hundred percent. I'm not
0: tricking anybody. Yes. Because I'm just working on myself as well. Like I have a friend of mine who does coaching and she was kind of being judged by her friends because she would give them relationship advice and stuff. And uh, they would kind of judge her a bit because, well, you know, none of your relationships have worked out. So, like, what kind of coach are you, kind of thing? Right. Mm-hmm. She hadn't found the right person yet. She has now, and it's great. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I'm,
1: I'm raising my hand because I'm in
0: that same boat. Right. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you don't have value to offer to other people just because you're not in a relationship. Yes. There's so
1: much stigma around that in our world that if you're single for too long or at a certain age, like there's so much that the world will throw at you to try and make you believe that you're not valuable. And I mean, we don't have to look very far to see that some people don't even find their soulmate partners or their life partners until they're in their 60s sometimes 70s and sometimes it's more than one relationship
0: yeah yeah I, I'm sure you hear it all the time too like you know how how is someone like you single how can you be single as if as if it's like you know you're not good enough to have somebody well sure I mean both of us could go out and have a boyfriend tomorrow if we really wanted to boy, boy. right <laughs> boyfriend right? yeah are you gonna sit are you going to sit around with someone who doesn't, you know, fit what your values and what you're looking for just because someone thinks you're not valuable because you don't have somebody? Yeah. Oh boy.
1: I, that's one question that I wish was eliminated from the language of people uh, because, because it's entirely up to me why I'm single and why I haven't found somebody yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that question maybe three years ago would have would have hurt hurt me deeply because I would have been like, yeah, you're right. I, I I'm single because I'm not good enough. Nobody wants mm-hmm. me. But now I, I know I know different. It's, you know, something that I choose for right now. By the way, I made a really hilarious TikTok about that last night.
1: <laughs> oh, right on. Well, yeah. while you're talking about TikTok, why don't you share how people can find you, follow you because <laughs> If you get a dose of Diane every day,
0: you'll be set for life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, well, my Facebook is Diana Nita, and um, my Instagram is SuperDye eighty two, and my TikTok also SuperDye eighty two.
1: Okay, let's wrap this up with that because you were gonna tell me one day how you got the nickname SuperDye, and I never did learn that from you. So, could
0: you oh. share that? i didn't know i didn't tell you that Uh, well it it goes back to tony robbins so um there's a technique with nlp called anchoring so you know you want to anchor in some great emotions in a certain way you you can do that to bring it back you know what I mean like so if you if if you want to feel happy we anchor in that emotion of happiness so that when you do that one maybe it's a gesture or hear that song or whatever then you instantly feel happy Right. So like kind of like think about you've heard a song before and you had a really great day the last time you heard that and it takes you back to those feelings. Right. Yeah. That's an anchor. Okay. OK, so we can we can work that for ourselves. And so um, giving myself that name kind of anchored it to power. So part of the Tony Robbins process was, you know, choose a name that makes you feel powerful. And then you do an exercise where you like step into it. Like I'm super high, high." right. And you just lock that in. And so like, for me, it just makes me feel super powerful. And as I've been building my career, as my career kind of progresses into other things, I work in the financial industry and I've looked at my handles and I'm like, do I need a more professional handle? And I'm like, no, no. This is this is power and I don't want to share that with other people. so that's where Super die came from. It's just back to the self-talk when I want to feel great school Super die. Okay, I'm gonna change my
1: handle to amazing Amy. You know people my clients used to tell tell me that, but I thought it would be too egotistical to like take that on and wear it myself, but it always made me feel so good when my clients would call me that.
0: Yes, I love it. I love it. As soon as you said that, I'm like, Ugh! and like, so when you say you're worried about it being egotistical, like who, who's yeah, that's who's problem yeah. is that that's Parent, not yours. Parents.
1: You know, I get right? that. Yeah. Right. I can I can hear that the voice matter of yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a totally the imposter thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, mom or whoever it yeah. is, you know, what's your power name actually?
1: Yeah, exactly. And have I have one too. When I first heard Tony Robbins and I heard about his incantation, Mm -hmm. I wrote one and it's, it's actually still up on YouTube to music. And I wrote it after I came out of the Wonder Woman movie, not the last one, but the one before it. I'm terrible with actresses names. And I, that's all I could see was Wonder Woman. And when I think of Wonder Woman and I see her twirling her, light rope around or whatever it is, I immediately like feel that energy. And that's the place I wrote it from. And so when I hear that, it's so powerful. And I got to the point where every time I went for a walk, I would play it back for me so that I memorized it. And I'll tell you, Diane, it changed my life. And then I stopped listening to it and it changed my life. Mm. Oh, the power of repetition and consistency is so huge and so important. And I love that you brought up anchors at the very end, because that's something tangible that everybody can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so do you do coaching then too?
0: I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see a lot of people Mm -hmm. just wanting to be around you and have you be in their corner
0: yeah. Oh man. I love it. I love seeing people grow and transform. It is so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Um, I do currently have a wait list right now, but, um, yeah. Okay.
1: Can we just celebrate that for a moment?
0: Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
1: A beautiful, deserving, worthy woman like you to say, I currently have a wait list. That is something to be so proud of yourself for. And as another business owner, entrepreneur, woman to woman, mother to mother. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. I acknowledge
1: you. That is so fun.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: It has been an absolute pleasure and honor having you here today, Diane. Before we go, I do have one closing question for you. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: When you hear winning the divine lottery, what's the first thing
0: that comes to your heart? Winning the divine lottery. Mm. The opportunity to shine a light and add value to people's life. That's comes to my mind and and love i see love and light <laughs> so much spreading to as many people as i can reach i love that so much and that's so you you just described you well a little more <laughs> clear than i thought thank you this <laughs> has been this has been great i've learned a lot today this has been fabulous i appreciate you
1: again thank you so much for being here
0: yeah thank you for having me it's great. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much for joining me here today. Let's recap some of those wonderful takeaways. You are worthy of a great life. Challenge yourself to start doing the things that you think you can't do. Your low self-identity isn't your truth. You can still add value to people's lives when you're still growing. Everyone feels like an imposter when they are doing something new. Movement, nutrition, sleep, and reaching out for help are great ways of starting your journey to a better life. You can't go back, so keep moving forward. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss a beat and leave a review if this really resonated with you and for sure, share it with your friends and family. And head on over to Instagram at amydons1111 to stay connected with me, send me a DM, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can.